0: right here, right now. Welcome to the podcast with your hosts, Katie and Moni. Get ready to share a laugh
1: and be amused. It's time to tell our stories, right here, right now.
0: Hey, Katie. Hey, Monica. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. How are you doing? It's a beautiful day. I'm so happy to be here with you. Yes, me too. Mm. It's been a great week. Mm Mm-hmm. Start my new job tomorrow. Oh, it's so exciting. You've been anticipating this moment. Yes, it feels good. You got to yeah, savor it. You do. That's important. This part last of, evening. That's an important part of life. Mm-hmm. Savoring the good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's actually one of the things we wanted to talk about. We'll just dive no, right in. No way. Is it? <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. I had a feeling we were going to get there really quickly. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so important. It really I is just savored the moment Katie and I went for a lovely silent walk, which is hard to go on a silent walk with someone you really enjoy conversing with. Mm-hmm. I broke the silence and said something, but I didn't respond, so no, i didn't, didn't I didn't give her that. She chuckled a couple of times i did. I made sounds and I wondered as I made hmm if that was okay. <laughs> yeah, was like, is any vibration of my vocal cord considered breaking the silence?
1: We didn't set too many rules. No, no we so. not So that's why we were worried the
0: whole way. Am <laughs> I breaking the rules? We really should have spelled this out more. Yeah. I needed details. Money more freedom. <laughs> details give you freedom. And we talked about that last week. Yeah. Kind of how when you have that structure and you know things, you're able to, to kind of slip away and be more. And it's all just a trick because you're not really more spontaneous, but. The more things you have checked off that are feeling comfortable about your situation upcoming, then the more likely you'll be just going with it. Yeah, it's a brain hack. Yeah. <laughs> we do that. We do. And another way to hack our brains is to savor mm. the good moments.
1: Yeah. A couple of years ago in a mindfulness lesson, I suppose you would call it, in the hospital I used to work for, they would have these really cool like spiritual luncheons. It was great. You could go get a little spiritual snack. Nice. They did include lunch, which was also really wonderful. Um, But we were discussing mindfulness one day, and they told us a little uh, anecdote about our evolution, that evolutionarily, we are born and bred to... Let go of the good things and hold on to the bad things. I think we kind of mentioned this with the caveman brain
0: last week. Um, it's similar. You hold on to those memories that are kind of traumatic, that remind you how to stay alive and to not get yourself eaten up or in trouble or in an yeah. unfortunate situation. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Like if I exit the cave, um, I might get eaten by the saber tooth just like Uncle Steve did. And Uncle- I don't want to <sighs> be Uncle Unh. I don't want to be Uncle uh and get eaten. Um, but I forgot that to hold on to how wonderful that berry tasted because it didn't preserve my life, mm-hmm. potentially. So it's really easy. Evolutionarily, we are, our brains are tricked to think that we need to hold on to the bad and let the good stuff slip away. In this mindfulness class, they kind of described it as like the bad things stick to us like Velcro. And the good stuff just slips out. That's why when you get together with your friend or you're talking to your mom on the phone, you don't talk about all the nice things and mm-hmm. the pleasant things that happen to you throughout the day.
0: You like to to, to talk about the bad stuff. We actually brought this up a while back, and it reminds me of the one bad brick. And Luke and I talk about this, well, in our any relationship, really. But day by day, you lay so many bricks really well in the line, on top of each other, where they're supposed to be, whatever that means. But then you get in an argument or something happens or they say something you don't like and suddenly that brick gets laid cattywampus and it's the one you notice. Even Mm -hmm. though if you really looked closely and savored the wall you've been building, you'd see that there are a lot of really smooth areas and really there's just a few of those bad bricks and that can help you reframe whatever's going on in a less dramatic way. Yep. And I think it's also the same that we've talked about
1: watering the garden of your mind and watering the flowers and pulling the weeds. So in order to combat this evolutionary habit of ours, to let all the good stuff stick and to let all the bad stuff slip away, it's important to kind of give yourself some time and some space to absorb the good things. And in this mindfulness practice that I learned, they taught, they taught us to kind of take five seconds and sometimes even like physically count out those five seconds when you have that good thing happen, when you have the warm, fuzzy feeling to give yourself five seconds and think to yourself, I'm going to savor the way this piece of cake tastes. I'm going to savor the quiet, natural environment that I was surrounded in when I had a quiet
0: walk with you. I want to savor the energy of that hug we just exchanged and how good it made me feel inside and up. Mm -hmm. Mm. And if you really give
1: yourself that five seconds, then it's kind of allowing your brain to overcome that evolutionary habit of just letting it slip away Mm -hmm. to give yourself that and then maybe- and in our
0: yoga practice, at the end of a, a typical shavasana, at the end, you'd have a moment to, well, one shavasana is the corpse pose. So you have a moment to completely let go. You're laying down and it's relaxing. That's an integrative moment. And then before we come right up and sit up and get out of the room, we say, bring your knees into your chest, roll over and savor this last few moments here. And that just takes you into the fetal position, rewiring that. It's okay to slow down, to give yourself permission to take space between moments and to not rush all the time from, now yoga's checked off. Okay, get in my car. Now I'm going to drive here. Now check that off. Just like relax, bruh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: we were talking about that also a few weeks ago with uh, um, meditation. You know, if you get into a habit of meditation, it can become exactly that. You're checking it off your list. Okay, I've done my 15 minutes of meditation. Move on to the next thing. It's like, well, why are we doing these mm-hmm. things? What is the whole purpose of it? Give yourself that permission to just enjoy mm-hmm. before moving
0: on to mm-hmm. the next task. Maybe observing how that experience affected you. Maybe taking a little check in to observe what you just absorbed and how that is soaking in and what type of effect it's having, the influence it has on our system. That really reminds me of a lot of practices with mindfulness say that you
1: should at the end of your day, take a moment and jot down three things that you're grateful for. What a simple exercise that Mm -hmm. is. And that really does tie into that. If you could, you know, at the end of your day, it just takes moments sometimes Mm -hmm. to write down those couple of things you're grateful for. And that I think all also, is helping rewire that to savoring and s- packing
0: in the good things. Exactly, yeah. like what gratitude. what
1: happened today that I really loved, and it, yeah. c- it's sometimes the most simple, mundane. You know, the mm-hmm. way the wind mm-hmm. chime sounds in the mm-hmm. tree. You know, there's just so many things that we can be grateful for that we can forget
0: mm-hmm. if we focus that makes on me our think negative. Of something else. We're going on a tangent a little, but no I, way, we've never done that <laughs> yeah. before. This makes me think of a recent learning teaching that was how would you be grateful today if tomorrow you woke up with only those things which you gave thanks wow so how would that shift how much i'm grateful today i'm so grateful for my home and my food in my fridge and that bed and electricity having the fridge (laughs) yeah exactly there's some you could really take it back (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) So, I mean, it's a 100% endless list how fortunate and grateful we all all ought to be. Mm. And it's so easy to take all those things for granted.
0: Yes. Yeah. If we don't save it. But did
1: you know that that woman, she just kept honking at me and then she cut me off. Mm. And let's just keep talking about that for the next 10 minutes because that's what I need to focus my day on.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's important. Oh, but my car was still working. I still had gas and luckily I could roll my windows up. (laughs) right. Yeah,
1: and this also reminds me of um, Monica wrote a beautiful blog post recently, and it really tied into the workshop we took with her the other day. Um, And she wrote so many awesome things in this blog post that we couldn't help to bring some of those things up because she Mm -hmm. takes a lot of. You should go check out handcraftyoga.com and read some of her blogs. They really leave you with a wonderful, warm, fuzzy feeling. Mm -hmm. But this week she talked about being a fountain and not
0: a drain. So basically. The type of person I want to be is a fountain. I have a certain amount of things that I can be grateful for. I want to lift them up consistently. I want to let them rain down upon me over and over, showering me with joy constantly because the alternative would be to pull the plug <laughs> Oh no! and let my drain... Suck all of that resource out of me. Suck all of that abundance, all of that joy. It would pull it down because anything that gets close to a drain is inevitably going to be <laughs> sucked through. Yeah. So the fountain doesn't get sucked through. This The fountain recognizes the water that it has. It builds it up, flows it down, and everybody gets enjoyment out they of it. They do. Fountain.
1: The uh, You're inspiring people when you're being a fountain to feel calm to enjoy the beauty a fountain go with is, the flow go with the flow it's such a simple simple pump action but it really does create a complete peace and calm atmosphere it changes the environment of a space and it is gorgeous mm-hmm. I think that that is so cool to be a fountain not a drain and I think that just really does tie into that savoring. Because a fountain does savor. It's savoring Mm -hmm. its own water. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's using that same amount.
0: It's recycling its own self and spreading that love. And And it doesn't get tired of doing that. It's like, well, I'm still grateful for this. I'm still going to shoot this water up and let it pour back down. Even Mm -hmm. if I've done it tons of times before that, that's still something I'm going to be consistent about. And the
1: drains over there complaining about how that person just totally cut me off in traffic mm-hmm. and was honking at me, and yeah. they're over there spreading that. And it's so easy. It's so easy for all of us to get sucked into that, mm-hmm. <laughs> sucked mm-hmm. in to that um, zone. And it does take a lot of mindful practice. And I think it has flip out of that.
0: a lot to do with what type of person or mentality you have, whether a fountain or a drain, has a lot to do with what it is you're taking in. What is bringing you joy? Are you even consuming eating, watching, speaking, hanging out with things that make you feel sustained and satisfied? Or are you doing those things that kind of pull you? Are you being drained? Mm-hmm. In the blog, Monica references, you are what you
1: eat, but not just what you're putting in your body. Of course, those things are important, but you are what you consume. What are you looking at on your – what are you scrolling through on your feed? What kind of people are you hanging around? What are you watching on your television? What are you doing when you're not looking at a screen? Hopefully, that's part of your life. What other podcasts are you listening to? Do they inspire you as much as – We do. And if they do, will you please comment those podcasts on um, our Instagram? Let us yes, know about share those. Us. I want to know. Share us your favorites. Yeah. I want to know what else is bringing you inspiration and bringing you joy because that's so much a
0: part of being a fountain is sharing our positive experiences with each other. Continually collecting those experiences, sharing them, and reliving them mm-hmm. like the fountain. Yep.
1: Uh, a couple of days before Monica dropped that blog, and I probably already had it in my mind because I had attended her workshop, and she did talk a lot of these about a lot of these things. But I read another blog um, and I would love to reference it. I just can't think of what it was and she was talking about social media being a drain and allowing it to be your fountain, and how you know it's really your choice, how you consume social media can be a positive influence, but it also can be negative. Um, And so one of her recommendations was, she had a number on there, but the one I wanted to mention that I actually utilized immediately was as you're scrolling your feed, think about, Do the things you're following bring you joy or inspiration? And if they're not inspiring you and bringing you a lot of joy, it might be a good time to either unfollow, unfriend, or the beautiful new tool that both Facebook and Instagram have given us is to mute people. And that doesn't mean that you're no longer able to see their stuff. It just means... I'm going to hush you and put you in the Mm -hmm. background because what you're feeding me isn't bringing me joy or inspiring me right now. It's actually, and maybe it's even a beautiful blog that you, that you used to love, but now you're just comparing yourself to that Mm -hmm. beautiful stuff and thinking I'm not good enough. You know, there's a number of reasons that really awesome things aren't inspiring us in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think it's so important for us to kind of question, what am I watching? What am I following is that TV show I've been watching really helpful anymore? Mm-hmm. Or am I just watching it because everyone else is and it's like the thing that's going on?
0: And who am I hanging around? Um, one of the people I was researching building the content for this month's workshop info is Jim Rohn. And he talks about we- proximity is power and that we are a combination of the five people we're around the most. So thinking about, well, who am I around the most on a physical sense? But then now with social media, there's a lot more influence out there. But you know, depending on how much you follow particular people it's hard to say how much they're influencing us really but they call them influencers for a reason yeah (laughs) so even though you're hanging out with five particular people that may or may not be shaping you in a physical way daily but there's also this huge mental stimulus that's you're just seeing and hearing about these other people without really knowing them And that's a whole nother weird slope of influence that you don't know their full story. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. They're showing a highlight reel and maybe phase 10 of a business that, you know, you're in still phase one of. And so that comparison mind is so dangerous because we don't know.
1: Even what we're presenting on this podcast, it's like, yeah, we're saying all this stuff, but that doesn't mean that I didn't totally flip out and scream and cry like a child last week. I mean, I didn't. No, that's
0: just a... (laughs)
1: Uh, make believe. because 30 year olds don't do that when they're in their first year of marriage they are living perfect lives oh
0: yeah honeymoon phase I yeah think they call i think it. that's
1: exactly what they call it and i'm planned to be like that until the Forever. day i die yeah till death do us part that's what's gonna happen <laughs> life is tough for every single human
0: pause i just read a thing the other day that was like the one number one evidence that marriage is the hardest thing is that the first suspect on any murder is the spouse (laughs) (laughs) if that doesn't tell us something interesting fuck that is great
1: i love that Uh... How does this apply to writing, Katie? This applies to writing because we are writing for just a very brief 10 minutes. We don't want to be drained when we're writing. We want to fill our fountain. That is a way to fill the fountain is to be creative, to have a creative outlet. Just like writing your grateful things in the end of the day, jotting stuff down on a piece of paper is a really – actually, if we were going to take this to a journaling world – Writing down the crap at the end of the day to vent it out is sometimes an awesome way to not only get that stuff off our chest, but I found when I'm writing at the end of the day and venting, a lot of the time I come up with solutions, mm. which I think is part of the fountain, yes. is, is finding a solution to shoot that water back up rather than letting it uh, exit drain the out. drain yeah. hole.
0: Good point. Yeah. And a journal is a great way to do self-therapy. There's so many questions that get revealed through that journaling process. I think that's one of the reasons that Julia Cameron suggests morning pages in the artist's way, is that three pages of brain dump um, gives you a chance to kind of let some of that baggage go and possibly reveal to yourself something you hadn't even realized you were working with.
1: Yeah, I practiced that for a while um, and I would really enjoy getting back into the habit of doing those three pages. Um, Just fill up three notebook pages when you wake up in the morning Mm -hmm. or really any time of the day. She recommends it in the morning, but it's a really cool practice and it does reveal some stuff to you. I think the same that meditation reveals things to you Um, when you allow your mind to kind of go off like that. It's pretty cool yeah it really
0: is and maybe next week we'll unpack a few more of those journally helpful meditation hints that could be fun oh that could be but for now let's get to our writing prompts excellent promptly without further ado Adieu. what does that even
1: mean adieu i think it's i think that's a beef sauce (laughs) Okay, moving on then.
0: We're going to play with the Sixth Sense
1: Cards. First prompt, beef sauce. Just kidding. We'll be doing uh, the Sixth Sense Cards out of the Writer's Toolbox by Jamie Cat Callen. If you're playing along with us, now's the time. Get out your pen. Get out your pad. Get out your timer. Set it for three minutes. We'll give you a prompt and go ahead and get ready to pause us. After two more prompts just like that, you'll have a beautiful story. We're excited to share ours with you. Weird. And the
0: first prompt. Ripped upholstery. Mmm. Weird. Mmm. Enjoy. Three minutes. Okay. And for our
1: next prompt, November in Cincinnati.
0: Interesting. Does that mean it's cold? I think so. Our last prompt is someone's red leather journal. Oh, interesting. Curveball. Well, I have to say, one, a confession that because I was so into the writing of this story that um, we went slightly over time. So if you are like, no way they wrote that in three minutes each prompt, you're right. (laughs) We had about a minute extra on the last one. Yeah,
1: I was trying to wrap mine up, but I couldn't. I had to do it to be continued. So. Yes. And then
0: as she said that, I was telling Katie that this is the first story I've wanted to continue of mine. So there's certainly still some I want to unpack. And that's really exciting because that hasn't really happened to me yet. That is This could cool. be a longer story. Yeah. Even. I think that you should work on that. You should uh, yeah. keep it going. So I'm not going to reveal it today. just kidding. <laughs> I can't wait to reveal it. I
1: can't wait either.
0: Okay. <clears throat> Whiskers? You are a bad, bad kitty! I heard my mom yell across the house. Uh Uh-oh. This wasn't going to be good. We were pet-sitting for a friend, and for the third time this week, it was still Monday, Whiskers was in trouble. I walked into the living room where Mom was frantically flipping couch cushions all the ways. What happened this time? I asked her cautiously. She didn't say a word and simply flipped the center cushion to reveal a "'fairly large gash in the upholstery. "'It was such a rip that no matter which way she turned the cushion, "'some part of it was still showing. "'Mom was so annoyed. "'She was hosting her ladies' book club at our house tonight, "'and she was so embarrassed of our wrecked furniture. "'We hadn't seen Whiskers. "'He'd been super skittish since we squirted water in his face "'after turning the chair leg into a scratching post. "'I decided to track him down myself, "'but after searching high and low, he was nowhere.' Was there a chance he'd escaped out the front door when we were loading in the groceries? We weren't exactly used to having a cat to keep track of. Oh no, but it was winter in Cincinnati. That poor kitty would freeze out there all alone in that dismal snowiness. I convinced myself that Whiskers had to be smarter than that. Surely he was just a masterful hider. So I searched again, high and low, with no luck, until I remembered, we have an attic! (laughs) Though I couldn't logically imagine how Whiskers would have gotten up in the attic, it was the only space I hadn't checked, and I wasn't about to go outside in that cold. So, as I pulled the attic door down, I heard some strange shuffling up there. I got excited, thinking surely it was Whiskers. I was quickly shocked to learn that not only had I found Whiskers curled up in a warm blanket pile, but I'd also found a burning cigarette and a warm cup of coffee. Ooh. All next to someone's red leather journal. Oh, that kind of gave me chills at the end. That's fun. Yeah. Wow. And there's a book club syrup. meeting tonight, and there's something's going on, and like it's some, some some shit could go down. Yeah. But this all this person might also just be there to get out of the cold. We don't know yet. We don't know. Anyway.
1: But we can't wait to find out. No, me neither. If you finish that up, please do share it with us on right here, right now. Um, You can email us at ktamoni at gmail.com. You should
0: email my story.
1: Yeah, I'll read it. That'd be fun. I would feel honored hmm. to share the rest of your story with us. With us. That's weird. That would be great. Okay. I'm also honored to share my take on this story with you. Here hmm. we go. I walked into his small studio apartment, noticing the dank old smell that so often accompanied old buildings like this. It was so odd, thinking of my baby boy, now all grown up, living in this tiny space in the heart of New York City. I knew his job as copy editor didn't pay much, and I hadn't expected a luxury suite, but couldn't he at least afford a couch without so many tears? I sat down, trying to not look judgmental, but squinting a bit as at the way the rift upholstery felt underneath me. I adjusted my position, trying to look natural. "'Mom,' he said, "'I know it's not much, but just try to enjoy yourself. You're only here a few more days. I haven't seen you in months. I've missed you.' He was right. I needed to be cool. But how did I do that again?' The last time we'd seen each other was in Cincinnati for Thanksgiving at my mother's house. It was a tense time. My family couldn't have a peaceful holiday if their lives depended on it. But this week was for me and Garrett, and I wanted us to have a good time. We've planned walks in Central Park, eating at restaurants. I knew he wanted to go but couldn't afford. And just today, Garrett told me about meeting Sandra, his new girlfriend. Of course, I knew all about Sandra... I was ashamed, but I'd read about her in Garrett's diary, if men in their young 20s called it that. Oh, a journal, perhaps. I didn't know what it was when I'd opened the red bound notebook late last night when I couldn't sleep. I should have put it down. I knew,
0: but... Dot, dot, dot. Yikes, Mom. (laughs) That's a good story, too. (laughs) I want to
1: know what else she revealed. Yeah. You probably shouldn't be reading your 20-year-old boy's journal.
0: You probably shouldn't be reading anybody's journal.
1: Unless it's your own. Right.
0: Right. <laughs> Maybe even then, though. I've actually heard in some journal writing lore, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> not to read your... Don't go back. Don't even read it. Yeah.
1: Especially if you're doing the thing we were talking right. about, Morning venting. Pages. That's yeah. just... That's going to continue your savoring of the bad <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah. Don't savor the bad
0: shit. Delete it. Burn it up. So maybe you wrote a story that you want to share. Maybe it has no ending like ours. Maybe it's got a dot, dot, dot. And you would like to send it to Moni at gmail.com. And
1: if you did enjoy us today, please rate us, review us, tell your friends
0: about us. Yeah, maybe you enjoyed the content and you didn't really write a story, but you still want to share the content with someone else. You could send it their way so they can get a little dose of Katie and Moni. Also, we would love new ideas for new prompts.
1: We are really enjoying using the writer's toolbox, but a couple of times now we have uh, used our own prompts, and those are really great. Last week, uh, Monica's husband Luke gave us some prompts. So, if you have any prompts that you're like, this would be so fun! I would love for the girls to talk about, you know, or to share this their story this way. You could share those prompts with us,
0: also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, share yeah. your ideas, share the love right here, right now. Bye. Bye.